my name is Gary Michaels. I am one of the founding partners, actually, of Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group, which is based in Nashville, Tennessee. And I live in Henderson, Nevada, right outside of Las Vegas. And today I'm going to talk to you about selling final expense insurance and some things that I think will be helpful for you. You know, first of all, it's really important that you have some sort of firm, consistent schedule. If you're full-time, for most of us, it's Monday dialing and Thursday dialing, Monday dialing for appointments Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday dialing for appointments on Friday and Saturday. My schedule is I try to work a little bit more than half day on Saturday and take Sundays off for family. And one weekend a month, I take Saturday off too. Now, I make up for that Saturday by working a little extra other days of the week. So it's still like I'm putting in five and a half days to six days every week. Some of the tools when I'm going to sell final expense life insurance, I wear black jeans that look professional, look nice, nice tennis shoes that are clean, a logoed t-shirt and a lanyard with the Family First Life little name tag on it with my NPN number. Looking very professional. In the winter, I have a, a nice thicker jacket that has the logo of our company on it too. I have a few brochures with me since most of my final expense is Aetna. I have the Aetna brochure, but a few brochures of other companies too, just for something as a leave behind, a one sheet about some of the main things of our policies, the inventory sheet, which is really important that talks about their financial situation, their prior health history, a little bit about them personally, et cetera. I have my iPad. Some of you may have a tablet. And I also bring my Microsoft Surface for my regular computer in case I'm having some problems with my iPad. Um, I can tether with my phone and I can uh, have two sources of electronics in the home if I need it. I've had to do that a few times. I have my policy also. It's very powerful to show that you believe in this and that you have a policy and that, you know, this is what their policy will look like. Something like this. It may look a little different depending on the carrier that they have. And I also bring with me what I call, and most carriers have this, a final arrangements planning guide. So I say I have something for you at the end that I'm going to leave with you that's even more thoughtful to your loved ones than just the financial part. And I'll get to that at the end. Let's talk about self-talk now when selling final expense. Self-talk is such an important thing. Most of us are wired to when we're having rough times to have negative self-talk. Like, this is hard. I don't know if I can do this. Leads cost too much. Nobody's buying. Nobody's showing up. I'm getting no-showed all the time. And, and if you have negative self-talk in your head, you're going to have low self-esteem. You're going to have low activity because of your low self-esteem, and you're going to have poor results. So what I want you to all to focus on every day is four to six times a day, you're reading positive affirmations out loud. I'm an incredible servant. I help people achieve their goals in life. I love being a life insurance agent, helping people take the risk away from their family if something happens to them. I'm in the top one half of 1% of business executives in the world and I'll sell it for nothing else. I'm present with my children, my friends. Uh, you can go on and on with what you are. And if your self-talk is good, your self-image is good, your activity is good, and your results are good. So this causes you to be confident. When, when your self-image is good and your activity is good, it's confidence. And confidence is attractive. And the opposite is fear. And, and we're not going to do well when we're, we're going into homes and working with people if we're fearful. It's not like someone's going to go, oh, I want to buy life insurance or a fearful person. So confidence only comes with preparation. So 
That is watching the playbook, listening to podcasts, being on agency calls. It's absolutely important to keep the positive input going in your head so the output can be positive. Let's talk a little bit about leads and selling final expense. For me personally, I'd like to have 100 to 150 leads every dial day. And I know this sounds crazy with all the lead sources that we have out there, but I am pretty religious about using our own CRM. But over time, I've tried some of the other leads too. And all of you, I recommend you try them. But get something that the company provides for you. Get that figured out first before you go try other things. But you've got to have enough people to call on. And leads are the fuel for our business. It's an investment. It's not an expense. I want my new agents to start with five to $600 of leads. And it's part of my interview process. And I say, you know what? You'll probably be doing that every single week. But if you do this job the way that we teach it, every time you sell a policy, you're going to put a small portion of that back in the leads as an investment. Just like when you drive your car, when you get empty, you put more gas in the car. It's an investment to make the car run. The leads are the investment to make your business run. Of course, I often will also get the instant internets from the CRM and the new internets when there's workspots discount on those. But I personally haven't seen much of a difference between the one-monthers and the new and instants. So why not get more of them by getting the one-monthers? Next, I want to talk about your mentality. You need to have a servant mentality when you're doing this business. We are servants. We're an assistant buyer is what we are. We're not a salesperson. We want to sit beside them or like on the corner of a table with them, not across from them, which is more adversarial. We're here to do the hard part. We actually find which carrier would be the best for you in your situation at the lowest cost. And then we do the time-consuming part, if you had to do it on your own, we do the submission of the application for you. We're here to make things easy for you. When I'm in the home, even if I don't want any water, I'll ask for a glass of water because when I can get them doing something for me, they're already in a small way showing their support and love for me and people buy from people that they like. I always ask them, if you have a significant other, are they here today? Would you want to get them on the phone real quick? And just by asking that question, you know, they let you know where they stand and, and, and how you might want to go about it. We don't really don't want to do a lot of one-leggers where there's a significant other. When you first get started in this business, you want to be on a sprint to 125 sit-downs. I know a lot of people say 100, but I always like to push a little bit, set high goals, don't be afraid to fail. But on your way to 125 sits, and then you're really going to start to learn this business and come up with questions along the way and perfect it. And then set little goals for yourself about how many appointments you want to set each day and how much you want to write each week and break your week into two halves. So for me, I'm, I'm always trying to write $15,000 a week if I can. So my first half of the week is Thursday through Saturday. And I want to write, if I can, $7,500 and then write $7,500 the second week. And it used to be, and my goal was 10. Now it's 15 and I've hit over 20 twice. But with a goal like that, you've got to have something that you're shooting for. Let's talk about when you're with people, it's really important that you're present. Present is such a huge deal. Are you listening to them? Are you making eye contact? Are you saying things like, do you mind if I take a few notes on that? Ask questions because when you're asking questions, they're talking. And when they're talking, they're buying. Be interested, not interesting. I always like to say about being present, you want to create a buying atmosphere with people. You want to let them know it's okay to say no. And when you let them know it's okay to say no, it makes them more want to say yes. And make sure when you're in the home that you spend some time really digging into what their why is. You know, Mary, 
I appreciate you having me out here today. And gosh, it's a beautiful day. You could be at the beach. You could be out with your friends. You could be shopping. You could be doing a ton of other things besides having me here. Do you mind me asking why it is you're considering life insurance? And I won't wait for them to answer. I'll say, is it that you personally lost somebody in your life recently? Is it something that your your mom told you? You know, like one lady said to me, she goes, if I don't get life insurance, my mom want to kick my tail. And I always get them laughing there. But that's true. One of the ladies said that to me. And when they're laughing, they're liking you. Is it that you just don't want to burden your kids? What possibly could it be? And when you understand their why and who their beneficiary would be and why this is important to them, you can go back to that two or three times in the presentation. When I set the appointment, I say, would you like me to text you a confirmation or would you go to your fridge right now or a notepad to remind yourself Gary's coming at such and such a time? If I send a text, I send a picture of my license and business card, give them a confirmation number to let them know that, that I'm there to educate them, quote them, and if they desire, help them get insured. My goal is always to set when I'm selling life insurance, final expense life insurance, to get an in-person meeting. It's always better. However, I write about 25, 30% of my business is actually phone work. And there's three reasons why it would become phone for me. First of all, if the lead is over an hour and a half away, I'm going to say, you know what? They have me dispatched to making phone calls in your zip code all day tomorrow and all day the next day. They're short 15 to 20 minute calls, which stays best for you for a quick call. So that's one way I do phone. Second is if they give me two or three objections, I say, you know what? During COVID, a lot of people just weren't comfortable to me coming out to their home. So what we did is we gave them the same information over the phone. Would that work for you? And often they go, yeah, that will work. Even if they told me they're not going to be home, <laughs> which is crazy. If someone says they're out of town, I'll say, that's okay. They still have me dispatched to talk to people in your zip code, both tomorrow and Wednesday. Would it be okay while you're out of town if I had 15 minutes of your time over the phone? Okay. And often I'm still able to get appointments over the next couple of days, even if they're out of town. And then also for a reschedule, I'm not going back. If I've gone over to their house and they weren't there, most likely it's going to be a phone meeting. Now, sometimes leads that I'm calling are older leads. And if that's the case where I haven't gotten back, it's been a month or two months or three months. I apologize for not getting back to you sooner. We were just doing an audit on your request for life insurance. And I noticed that we missed you. My name is Gary. And then you go through the, the normal thing. Let's talk about in the home a little bit more when selling life insurance. It's better to keep it simple and have one or two main go-to products rather than offering 15 different things. For me, it's always Aetna. Aetna is my, my favorite go-to for final expense. Um, if they want to stack, I'll go ahead and throw an Americo in there, or I'll throw prosperity in there and add more final expense, of course. If they tell me early on that their form of payment, and I get this when I'm going through the inventory sheet, is direct express social security card, then I know I don't have many options. I can either go prosperity or I can go AIG if we have to go guaranteed issue. If they're under 40, and I know I'm in conversations with them about more of a term policy, um, and there's other term companies, of course, there's Mitchell of Omaha, there's American Amicable, there's John Hancock, there's other terms, of course, but my favorite is America, CBO. And I'll know going in that I probably will show something like that, especially if they're under 40. And then quite often, I might even sell them a small final expense. If they're 40 to 50, I'll, I'll do a term if they want to do something bigger or an IUL. And then also a, a, a small final expense with that. Because at some point, that term will term out, as we all know. Now, when you're in the home and with somebody, there's a concept called mirror match. And mirror match is 
matching the speed and volume of the person you're talking to. Because people, again, like to buy from people that they like. So when you're speaking loud and slow, you're commanding. And there's times when you just need to say, Mary, I've been doing this now for a year and a half. You need to just pull the trigger, you know, something like that. And with certain people, you can get away with that. Then there's loud and fast and exciting. And some people, when they're nervous, they talk fast and loud. And that's the excitement. And there could be certain things about the policies that you're really excited about. And then there's what's called soft and slow. And that is authenticity. Since the subject that we're talking about is often very touchy and pulls at your heart a little bit, we need to add that authenticity at least once or twice in the presentation. And then there's soft and fast. And that's kind of like building suspense. Dun, 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 dun. I think of the movie Jaws, where you're building up to something. Are you ready? I got something I think you're really going to like. And you could use that, that fourth quadrant of soft and fast. And the key is to use three of the four quadrants every presentation and don't stay in one quadrant. That's really big, but you need to use all four. The last couple of points I want to make about selling final expense is that be assumptive. You know, have the mentality that everybody's getting them. If you're reading your affirmations, like we've talked about before and reading them all the time, be assumptive and positive that they are having you out to get insured. Use stories of other people that have gotten them. I, I believe that you should know the answers to every single objection and know word for word the answers to the objections and have nice stories that can overcome those objections. We, we always say that you cushion an objection by isolating the objection, knowing exactly what it is. So awesome. I totally hear you. Besides that, is there anything else? So make sure you know what the real reason is and then have a polished answer that usually involves a story to overcome that objection. Lastly, I want to say that you got to have a vision and goal of where you're going. If you're getting up every day and it's just a job for you, you'll be just over broke. If you go out there and say my final expense business with a little bit of term, with a little bit of IULs and mortgage protection and annuities is going to get me to where I want to be, that I can build a team and I could build financial security in my life, then that would be your goal. And final expense is really a good tool that keeps you active, keeps you going. It really is a good tool for you to accomplish what you want in life. And as you learn this business, you could branch out and try other things. Hope this has been helpful for you today. Thanks for joining us. 